Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Cheeseheads. Welcome to another episode of the Cheese Room Podcast. Doomcast, I'm going to start calling this because uh, I'm so miserable. I hate talking about Spurs at the moment. (laughs) If you're up for that, strap in. Um, Joining me all the way from South London is Mr. Paul Muir. How are you doing, Paul? Hello, Franco. How are you? (laughs) Yes, wonderful. (laughs) Loving life as a Spurs fan at the moment. Um, Um, That's a tough 16 days in Southampton. It's a very tough 16 days. And to be fair, I've tried to ignore the, the majority of it. But every time I go on Twitter, I get sort of like dragged into a complete moan fest about something or other. It's been like a, a daily thing, hasn't it? There's yeah, been something new to moan about and to be exasperated about on a daily basis at the moment. It is. I, I think a couple of pods ago, I called it maybe about a bit of a kind of opera, Italian opera, Puccini opera. It certainly does feel like we've had like a couple of bits of drama. <laughs> Every act or every, like, you know, and it, it is probably over now that the fat lady sang. But, uh, yeah, it's enough of the uh, opera um, jokes and uh, we'll get into this. But, yeah, last night. Yeah, last night. It's, it's just, it just it was, it was a very, very hard watch. That. It was a very no, hard watch. It did not turn the direction that we are heading. Right. Uh, also joining from up north, Seb Short. How are you doing, Seb? Yeah, I'm all right. Don't really need to say much more, do we? Might as well wrap up now. <laughs> the thing is, there's quite a few things to talk about. As much, I mean, the game is probably the least interesting thing that's yes. happened in the last two yes. weeks. That's um, that, obviously, we had Conte's comments uh, post-match against Southampton, and then we were kind of humming and ahhing about how long he would last. And in the end, he probably lasted longer than we thought, didn't he, Paul? Uh, yeah, we was it like it was Sunday night? We got oh, it probably was probably a decision was made pretty much. 24, 48 hours after after the Southampton game that you were at with Mr. Diver. Mm. Um, but then we left it and we left it and we left it. And obviously, people were getting, uh, people will be coming up. You know, Mauricio was like popping up before he went to Japan on his social media playing golf. And it just it just led to like people kind of like, hey, get Mauricio back. And then obviously, Nagelsman came on the market and it was like, oh, let's get Julian Nagelsman. And then half past 10, Sunday night, the, the, B-Tech of B-Tech communications on the club. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you're going to do a marketing and a communications degree in the next five to ten years, on your course will be not how not to do it will be Spurs. 
over the last 18 months, two years, not how to run a communications department in a multi-billion pound enterprise. We are fucking awful at communicating stuff. We are. And half past 10 on a Sunday night, and oh yeah, Conte, he's not, and we're going to leave, um, we're going to leave uh, the, the, uh, basically the, the tribute band of Mason and Stellini in charge. And um, yeah, it's just been it's 16 days, Francis Franco, 16 days. It's been all, it's, it's been a nightmare. It's been an absolute nightmare. Yeah, yeah, it has. Um, I mean, Seb, you kind of got some of this off your chest in the previous pod, didn't you? But it's things things have got worse a little bit since as well, haven't they? Yeah, I'll be honest. I've got, I've done a little bit of what you you said. I tried just tried to ignore all the all the Twitter noise and anything. It's not not a very happy place at the moment. <laughs> the best of times, no. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's just it's just absolutely terrible now. I like. I think a lot of people assume that the the um, eight days between the rant and the sacking would have meant that there was a modicum of planning that had kind of yeah. gone, in, gone into it, and that we were, um, you know, that we were doing our due diligence and all that type of stuff on on a on a new person. What I didn't expect was um, the yeah uh, Stellini and and Mason to. Uh, to basically take it over and the the entirety of the staff to to remain um and that rings or rung alarm bells immediately and you know moving it onto the game last night there was there was literally no difference mm. nothing at all and you know I I've obviously do go on twitter and facebook and all that and the 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 <laughs> the um, kind of Scooby Doo esque cartoon that's doing the rounds of pulling the mask off, uh, <laughs> pulling the mask off, Lini and Antonio Conte's underneath, is is, is very accurate. Um, as they said on Sky last night, Conte light, um, and it what it's done is look. Daniel Levy cannot read a room. You know, the apparently the the, the um, the coverage has said that literally, you know, I read a lot of stuff in the last couple of weeks that literally he is uncomfortable in any room. Mm. Uh, and the, the, so you've got the literal meaning of it and also the, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The the metaphorical meaning um, yeah. where, you know, just get something right, get a footballing decision right for once and I just think he's incapable of it. And there are managers out there, we all know who they are, um, that will get snapped up before we've made a move and we are just letting the season go. And before anyone says Chelsea to me and the fact that they appear maybe to be doing the same thing, A, they'll get a manager in before us, I had no doubt. And mm. B, they can afford to at the moment because they're no, not playing for anything. Believe it or not, or apart from Champions League, <laughs> but believe it or not, we're still playing for something in the league, and we just seem to be be prepared to, or Levy prepared is prepared to let it go to shit. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know exactly what happened because that Nagelsmann chat happened sort of before the international weekend, didn't it? Um, and then it sort of slowly died out. Sunday night, we got the announcement that he was gone. There was no the, success. You mean the up and coming Nagelsmann? <laughs> 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 but, I, see, I see what he did there. <laughs> But that didn't happen. And then you kind of thought, right, he's he's not interested. I wonder what's going to happen. Then do you think Chelsea then just figured, right, we're going to jump ahead here because there's there's managers that Spurs haven't moved for. So if we get rid of Potter at this point, we're going to have a chance. I mean, Leicester have done the same thing as well. And, and you probably wouldn't uh, discount them getting in one of the managers that, that we want, to be honest. It's a hierarchy, isn't it? 
there, I mean, I think I think Nagelsmann is waiting for Carlo if he goes to Brazil from Real Madrid, and then I, I expect that I expect uh, they'll get on the phone uh, to Nagelsmann, and obviously, you know, Chelsea and and Real Madrid are probably higher at the pecking order than we are. I mean, Nagelsmann can afford to wait; he doesn't have to make it straight away. He doesn't. Have to, he does. We don't have the luxury of time. There are other. There are other teams. That are going to get rid of their managers. I expect PSG will be looking for a manager in the summer. Both Milan clubs, Juve, um, and probably probably a one of one of the up and coming coaches will leave the the Spanish league. So you know mm. they, they they're going to leave good good projects behind as well. I think we have to accept that we're probably fourth or fifth choice for like a decent coach. Let's be honest. Would you agree with that? Oh, well, at the moment, yeah, yeah, almost certainly. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, so I, 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 just, I think I think yeah I'm not I'm not trying to stick up for like Levy here but it's 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 diff- it's if we want to get if 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 he's like I mean this is a massive decision I and mean, we say it's a lot but he he needs to get this right we said that as well as well especially over the last two years but this is he what am I trying to say here is that it's it's got to be the right decision and I don't have any faith in him getting this decision right. I don't have any faith, but also as well in the environment at the moment, there are a lot of clubs going to be looking for a lot of high class managers. So we're in that mix. Which is yeah, it. well, I mean, don't forget we spent a whole summer looking for the right manager that was going to, yeah. you know, carry on the Spurs ethos, etc. And we ended up. And then, the, and then the, the guy, the guy leading that search who took us to Nino is now a crook. He's now a worldwide crook in his band. <laughs> so, but I'm know. glad we supported him for 24 hours until we realised it was oh, a don't. stupid decision, and then went back on that as well. What that high production value man on his MacBook Pro, like <laughs> down below, kind of like like video. Honestly, there you go. That's another thing I was saying. Is, is like there you go. How not to run a communication department? You know. That that'll be your second year kind of degree or or what it is. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Anyway, let's go into the game. Sorry, we're, we're <laughs> no, it's good. Right. We're a, these things need to be addressed. Um, yeah, as we said, the, the, there hasn't really been a lot of change in terms of the, either the personnel or the way we played last night. But what did you think of line up last night, Seb? There, there was no other choice in any of the positions, pretty much. Where they we've pretty got much, one no. fit right back, uh, right wing back, one fit left wing back, um, if you can call him that. Um, you know, the centre backs pick themselves when Davis is, isn't there. Um, the midfield two, obviously, when Benzema's not there, and then the front three when Richarlison's not there. I mean, it is it is, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is bare bones. Uh, there was a lot of call for Luis not to come straight back in, but unfortunate. Well, look, I, I, it is unfortunately, I think, because I think Forster, Forster has been the 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 best signing. Um, crazy. Oh. Um, well, I I don't think there's been a better one. Um, from the from the summer window, it's just the words themselves, Seb, that make right, yeah. wince when you it's say not that. Wrong, though, is it? Um, <laughs> and then, so he's, so Reese has come back in. Oh, I, look, I, I'll be honest. Let, let's let's talk about this honestly, right? When we um, uh, have the WhatsApp between us all about when we're going to do the pod. To be frank, before the game even started, none of us could be bothered to do. Uh, uh, a match review pod because we all knew what was coming. We yeah. all knew what we was going to what, what we were going to have to talk about. Same yeah. old shit, different day. So I, I just, um, yeah, and it, and so it proved the lineup was the same, the same stodgy performances, the same predictable balls. Um, the only relatively bright thing in the first half was Dyer played a couple of 
defence splitting passes. Kane did his usual thing of dropping deeper and deeper and deeper so that he's kind of in various points last night. He was in between his own penalty area and the halfway line trying to pick up the ball and turn. A lot of teams, a lot of physical teams, I feel, have really cottoned on to that. So he gets clattered quite a lot. He's very, very tightly marked. Um, he's yeah. more often than not good enough to to hold the defender off and, uh, and play out. But, you know, one out of three, two out of three times, he's caught. Um, can't be doing him much good. Son, absolutely non-existent. Kulusevski running up blind alleys. Hoybier giving the ball away and pointing. Uh, Skip running around, putting out fires. And largely a pretty much untroubled-ish defence where you wonder why are we playing three of them there? Yeah. It, what have we? All of that we've been saying for weeks. We could have changed out. We could have gone to three-five-two. Put Sar in there, or even put Kulu as a ten and let let, let Son and Kane. But, but they haven't two. done it all season, so why are they going to start doing it now? Because you know, he, he, anyone Stellini said during the, the press conference that he's not he, sorry the pre-presser during the week that he wasn't afraid to make decisions and, de- and 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 trying different tactics. Now that's obviously not you know that's obviously not come yeah. to fruition. But he could have done something different last night, and he chose to do, he chose not to do it. Which I was, think is. Yeah, I think his words were something like we would make a decision uh, based upon the opponent. We'll take account of the opponent's tactics, which I didn't really, not really see it as a slight on Conte, but see it as a fact that we've basically been playing a very rigid system that we're expected to play that right. come what may. Um, so I think he was basically saying he could be a little bit more tactically adaptable. But last night we weren't um, particularly. No. I mean, it was a hard-fought game. Look, we're playing these relegation opponents. Southampton was very similar. That you know they were making it difficult for us, and we just struggle against. We know any team that makes it difficult for us. Um, I thought there were some bright points in the first half. <laughs> Not many, but well, a few. Like, first fifteen minutes were all right. First yeah, I mean the energy good. was okay, but again, it was just we struggled passing it out from the back. Their press. We, we, we struggled with that. And then when we, we kind of lost the ball, a few times we won it back in the middle. And I thought, right, at least we're winning the ball back fairly quickly. And then it was just difficult to get up the pitch and to get in those areas. But the few times we did, I thought there was two really good crosses from Perisic. Obviously, the chance mm-hmm. for Kane, that header, which he could have scored. Um, there was the other chance for Kane where it fell in the box. And I think Kane saved it off the line. Yeah. And then that cross from uh Perisic again, which I think um, Poro is coming onto on the on the back post, and it just got knocked over. McNeil, McNeil just no, McNeil, McNeil tracked him and put it out for a corner. That was, yeah. that, was a, that was a really good opportunity. That was we, a didn't really good. Shot. we didn't have a shot for twenty nine minutes. No, that's what I mean. So we were kind of banging on the door a little bit, and we only had two shots on target. I think the entire game, and that's the the other disappointing thing is that whilst you say our defence weren't particularly troubled, like Everton went through and just you know you've got. Um, it won't be skipping for our defence at one point, just as I say, no, we're doing all right. <laughs> it won't be skipped for our defence so easily. And um, they just had lots of chances where they were going going through, thankfully skying most of them. Um, mm. And it ended up being quite an open half. But yeah, it's just, you're right, Seb, the same old issues. And I think one of the biggest issues, again, was playing out from the back. What, why do you think we keep playing this tactic, Paul? Because we, got, we were in trouble so many times last night. Uh, because if we lump it forward to uh, Kane and try and get a flick on um, people like Tarkovsky, uh it's going to eat up all day. So I've been saying it for a while as well. There's a massive hole. I think I think you really see it at home because I'm right on the halfway line. I'm very fortunate to be in a, in a lovely seat on the halfway line. And there's always a massive gap between the front three mm-hmm. and, our, and our two holding midfielders. Sometimes yeah. it's, only, it's only the ref 
actually in that center circle yeah. and it's like it's a massive space and you, you you're looking for like always something to come jump short and then play a first time ball around a corner and that's how normally how we get away so that's a very very high uh risk strategy and it didn't work much last night and work much uh last couple of months so i guess they're thinking right we're going to try and like play a bit more kind of um we're going to try and play a bit more through through, through the phases and um i give forster his due he he doesn't muck around he, he can he can play, play like a decent chip 20 30 yard ball out to the wings or he doesn't take a touch and then pass it sideways he keeps the ball moving really really quickly and we haven't looked too bad we haven't looked too bad doing that while forster's been in goal i don't like larice i'm probably like 99.9 percent of the fan base i don't like the ball at larice's feet no. he's woeful and it was seen last night as well I think he gave he gave at least three hospital passes, and one die got it nicked off him by a uh, by um, by Anana, mm. and they nearly scored. Um, luckily, the other two hospital passes that were good skill by Dai to get out of it, and also by Romero to get out of it. To answer your question, I think sometimes um, players want to feel that they are justified in being paid this amount of money. They're, they're justified and they're skillful enough to play for an opponent. It's almost like an ego thing. Look, I can play football. Look at us. And sometimes it comes off and sometimes it doesn't. That's what I think is what happens. And obviously, we want to be seen as like a kind of forward-thinking kind of like team and most forward-thinking teams play out from the back. But we don't have the ball-playing centre-backs to do that at the moment. We don't. We mm-hmm. don't. Watch the first half tonight of uh, Chelsea versus Liverpool as well. Uh, Kua Bailey's is smashing it. for. He's, he's no good with the ball at his feet as well. Uh, they've got um, Gomez at right back for a train, Trent Alexander-Arnold. He's no good with the ball at his feet. To play now... You need to have three or four defenders that are comfortable with the ball, taking the ball in the half turn and playing through an opponent's counter-press. And we can't do that at the minute. Yeah. We haven't done it for the last 18 months. No, I just think that as a tactic, it plays it, it pays back so little because we do struggle. We struggle to even get the ball to Skip and Hoybier. And when we do, they're not looking forward. And then they've got very few options either. I think the, the times last night when we did sort of manage to get the ball into dangerous positions was when we played these cross-field passes um, and sort of and, and played it a bit long over the top. It was um it was just I don't know I just find it so frustrating. Um, there seems to be this on vogue thing of like inviting inviting these teams in to press you, and then go. It's, I mean I think obviously Potter started it at, um, at Brighton and Deserby's carried it on as well, um, and, and and like these have these kind of like four in midfield that make different angles and you can pass around, and and you're away. It seems to be like a very kind of fashionable thing to to do right now, like play out from the back, invite invite the the um the opponents on, and then like break quickly. And uh, you obviously got that's obviously got to be drills, got to be uh, ta- you got to be tactically like really sound, and you've got to have those you've got to have those you've got to have those ball playing like um, centre backs. You've got to have, you've got to have the awareness from the midfielders as well. So I was talking to John about John Williams, who does that does our YouTube as well. It's like nobody's making any angles from midfield because no. as, as, as Seb has said and you were saying, they're too busy trying to put out fires. You know, and there's that big gap in the middle of the park, and no one's coming to like feet because we know it's very, very difficult to uh, to come with your back to goal because and defenders like going to pressure you, and they're six, they're they're, they're holding the defensive midfield is going to pressure you, so it's it's just it seems to be well, like this kind of this 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 sorry Seb, this kind of this kind of as I say this kind of fashionable thing at the moment to try and like yeah, invite invite an opponent on come and get the ball oh look we're good enough we're around you. Thanks very much. We're in the upper half. We aren't good enough at doing that at the minute. We, 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 only Romero could as, as, as good enough with a ball at his feet to do that. Only Romero. I think, I think there's two issues with the tactic. Paul's highlighted the first one. 
Um, just not good enough. Just man for man, not good enough at the back to um, to, to play those passes. Uh, the second one for me is just a complete lack of movement and lack of awareness. When when we when we're trying to bring the ball out, the the wing backs are instructed. It looks like instructed because they keep doing it to be high up the pitch, pushing on that that halfway line. They're too far away to find the to find the ball, and they're they're, they're out on the touchline. They're easy to put out of the game. The 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 only available passes that are on for these centre backs, from what I can see, are Skip and Hoybier. Occasionally, you can let them have it. Because then there's there's nothing else for them to find once they have it. That's why the ball goes sideways. That's why the ball ends up a lot of the time going backwards. If the ball finds its way up to Kane from a centre-back pass, is more often than not fouled, knocked over, tight, win the ball in. If Kane, Kane is, is great. You know, never going to say anything otherwise. But a lot of the time, I notice the ball goes up to him. He doesn't win it. You know, it, because it's a, it's a fifty fifty ball. I mean, it's nothing against him, but that's that's the like the lazy option, if you like, that that our defenders find. There's just nothing on the the the, the movement. I, you know, I've read I've read loads about this. Uh, Conte was um, used to play a load of, of in training 11, 11 against no one. You know, get the structure right, get the get the positioning right. I don't, I can't see how that's working or how or hasn't worked because um, they, they look to me like they are so static and so mm. kind of drilled into what they what they are meant to do. There's no deviation of that. There's no bright spark or creativity. Actually, if I move here, we'll, we'll create an angle. We'll do something different. It's I'll play to you. You play to me. We'll come. You know, we'll go back. We'll go. We'll go forward. No, not creating anything. And. I mean, I messaged on the Patreon last night. I just, sometimes I just wish we'd lump it up. Just lump it up. See what happens. Because it, it's so predictable. And teams like Everton, Southampton can can counter it. They're well-drilled teams. They, and they know. They're not, they're not stupid. They know exactly what they're facing and exactly what they're, what they're going to be up against. We know. It's not, yeah, we it's not, hard, it's not hard to read. Um, I was going to say that. We, we, we could call the first three attacking plays. Of, yeah. of each half, we, us three, uh, anybody who watches us regularly could, yeah, we, we are so, everybody talks about, and I talked about it as well, as well, the Conte, also, I've been thinking a lot about this, the Conte automations is like, but the, you think there's going to be like, at least like, when we're in this position, there's four or five, you're going to be so well drilled, there's four or five different options we can do. There's nothing, it's literally like, quick, somebody comes short, round the corner, hopefully it's good as Esky or Kane, and we're away. It, 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 it's, 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 it's drilled to the inch of like, it's Sebi's absolutely right. It's like there's, there's, they, they are robots. They are literally robots. The, 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 how we kind of did well last at the back end of last season because it was very, very similar. Then there were there were some slight differences, and it's mainly down to form and confidence. And you had Son and Kulusevski in particular who were capable at that time of just creating magic almost from from nothing. I do believe we miss Benton Kerr as well yeah. because I believe he's cleverer with with the angles that he creates when we are trying to move that ball out from out from the back. Um, yeah. But be that as it may, that's no um, excuse for um, for not kind of changing and improving what what you worked on. Now, one of the reasons I believe that Son and Kulusevski are struggling and uh, they are both really struggling is they don't have enough of the ball. 
So a lot of what we're watching is them chase around like, I, I mean, Son chasing around is just is just pointless. Sometimes I just wish he'd stand still because he's he's chasing around, kind of half doing his defensive work. But that's not his that's not his job. Uh, and when he occasionally gets the ball, a he's out of confidence, um, and b the kind of pressure's on because you don't see it that often because we can't get the ball mm. to him because everything is so regimented. And when we do get the ball to him, it's it's predictable what he's going to do or where he's going to go. There's the this is this for me is um, brings us back to a complete change is needed. If they are just doing the same things in training that they were doing two weeks ago, which I firmly believe they they will be doing, we, it's not going to get them. It's not going to get us anywhere. No, uh, it's just repeat after repeat. And we all knew the first half was just like every other half, and we all knew that exactly what was going to happen pretty much in the in the second half. <laughs> to a degree. I mean, there was some controversy, some things we can talk about. But yeah, you, your comments about Sana right again, another terrible game. I think he had the fewest touches of anyone on either side. I know he went off that, that, the last 10 minutes. But. That, that's not his fault, though. This is the point that I'm trying to make. Well, the, I, I, don't, I don't know about that, Seb. The, the rest of his stats are much better, Seb. No, no successful dribbles, dispossessed twice, offside twice, no shots, no cross attempts. We can't get the ball to him, number one, or, or enough. And when we do get the ball to him, because he's he's under pressure, like I said, A, because he's not getting it enough, and B, because he's woefully out of form, his confidence has gone, mm. he, he cocks it up. He was terrible, absolutely terrible again last night. But we're not playing, we're not playing to we're not playing to anyone's strengths in the team. This is the this is the big thing. And look, we'll come on to the the sending off uh, the, the sending off and what we did after that. Because yet again, we don't we're not playing. To, we're not helping anyone. We're not making anyone look better than what they are. And that's what a manager should do. You know, play to your strengths, play to the team's strengths, play to individual characteristics. We just don't do it. No. Well, let's talk about the sending off because it really should have changed the game in our favour and to a degree it did, Paul. But it was sort of a moment of madness, really, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. It, the ref had blown for a foul. Uh, the ball's ricocheted off towards the, the touchline. I can see Sean Dyche moving towards the ball. DeCorey goes over Kane. And then DeCorey just like, he, he kind of does like a block challenge on Kane, doesn't he? And then Kane obviously grabs his shirt. DeCorey, who I thought had a good, was having a good game. Second half, he pushed a bit more further forward as well. So he was starting to get a bit more of the ball. And he just, he kind of does a kind of claw kind of slap thing. Uh, um, yeah. At his face, and it was really weird. Harry goes down. I'm not. I'm. He's, he's fresh for football. He's going to go down. That's what I'm going to say. And it's it's a, it's, it's a sending off. And um, why you only brought us back down to like because Con had been uh, sorry, Son had been useless at that point. So it just evened it up really because it might as well we might as well not have Son in the field. But um, it, it it was it was very weird. I mean, Harry doesn't normally get involved in that kind of like crap anyway. But it was like Decoy. He did. I don't know why he went in so hard when it, when he knew the ball was dead because it was a record blown for a foul. Yeah. And, um. And then yeah. And then Kane obviously just like grabs his shit like, what the fuck are you doing with like block tackling me, mate? And then obviously he does the kind of you know he he, he does the claw thing, which obviously hand to the face. Harry goes down. As I say, I'm not getting into the whole idea of like why the England captain's gone and dance and embarrassment, blah blah blah. I don't want to get into that. But it was like, yeah, red and yeah. But then 
Go on. Yeah, I find it odd that that Harry gets pointed out for that. It's a regular occurrence on the football yeah. field these days, isn't it? So I don't know why he has to be some kind of exemplary footballer that doesn't do anything like that. It's, it's stupid. Um, but because yeah, for he, me because as well, he's on a pedestal, is it? He's on a pedestal. Yeah, maybe. But for me, he was getting kicked by uh, Keenan Tarkovsky throughout the game. He was he was sort of getting roughed up quite a bit. It was quite a physical game. The ref was letting it go up until that point. I don't think there was any yellows. There was a really dodgy challenge earlier than that as well, wasn't there, Seb, on Perisic? Was that, who was that by? I can't remember. Uh, was that by um, their, their, what was his name, Godfrey? Yes. No, 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 it wasn't. It was Coleman. It was Coleman. Yeah, it was Coleman. There was another one as well right at the start. It was, ironically, was a, um, a a claw hand to the face on Kulusevsky. Oh, in the Kulu. You see his eye. His eye was all bloodshot. Yeah. It, was, it was like, below. yeah, that, that, no, that, that was Godfrey. Sorry, that was when the ball came down. Uh, he tried to chest it down, didn't he, Kulu? And then and Godfrey got his hand around his face and you yeah. could see it. You could see that he clawed. You could see all the markings under his eye. Yeah, you're right, Seb. Sorry, so the, 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 you know, it's ironic that effect, uh, essentially that's what happened to Kane. Look, he did, he, he did go down easy, but we needed something to break for us. I think he, I think he recognised that, and you know, letter of the law, it's, uh, it's sending off. And I, I think the, the point is as well, if he just stood up and not made a fuss, and it's a yellow for Decorey, we'd all be going mad, saying, why, why didn't he go down? So you know, it's, yeah. it, it's one of them. Um, yeah, and then very soon afterwards, we uh, we get the penalty. Yeah, which is quite funny seeing Romero win it. Um, he did get kicked, but he, it's one of those penalties where he kind of won it, isn't it? It was very, <laughs> in a very similar situation to the one we conceded against South, Southampton. The defender was going to mm. clear it, and Romero just sort of nipped in front of him, hasn't he, Paul? Nice bit of speed. He, he, good little knockdown as well. Good ball over. I think it was Perisic at the back post, not it down. Keane takes forever to get it to, to, to lumber towards the ball. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then basically. Um, Romero puts himself in a position where Keane's got no other option to foul him and yeah stress yes that's a penalty all day it was, it, it was smart thinking by Romero to be honest and yeah he, he went down clutching his shin and making sure that the ref saw it and uh, yeah and then Harry kind of yeah Pickford doing his bollocks in front of him and stuff and then Harry just yeah, it's a good penalty. Really, really calm because I think it was about 90 odd seconds before the, the actual awarding and the taking of the kick I saw Skip and Hoiberg kind of protect the penalty spot, which they seem to do now because people like to scuff it up for whatever reason. And then, yeah, Harry does the business. One. Yeah. And that's it. And at that point, then down to 10 men. That's one weren't one. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No, and I said on the Patreon chat. Now, please just don't sit back and, and invite them on. And that's pretty much what we did, isn't it, Seb? And let's talk about the subs as well, because I don't think they helped. Like, why are we bringing on Dave? We don't need big Dave. Well, the, the, this is the, the the big issue for me. Yeah, yeah. Look, Sanchez is the is the full guy because he was absolutely shocking again. But the bigger question is why are we playing three at the back against ten men? I just mm. don't, I just don't understand it. Uh, and do you know what they? They sensed it, Everton. Yeah, the two things have to happen for, for for two things have to happen on the pitch for 
what then ensued with with Everton effectively battering us for for 10, 10 15 minutes, which is a, uh, the team with eleven Tottenham have to look like they are shit in their pants. You don't. It doesn't just happen. A, 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 a team with ten doesn't just mm. think fuck it. We'll go on the attack. You have to get that sense of nervousness, of anxiety, and literally from the the second the penalty went in. We just sat back and I you know, I said on the Patreon, whether it's this kind of Italian Catenaccio mentality of, right, we're one up, we, we'll take that, we're away from home, we'll take it. I just don't get it. And after what happened against Southampton, when we're you know, three one up with 10 minutes to go or whatever it was, and they make a few subs and, and we shit a brick again, I, I just don't understand it and I've said it before I'll say it again the complete lack of leadership on that pitch let alone on the sidelines but the complete lack of leadership on the pitch is is abysmal I mean Mm. it's it's so bad at the moment that no one not one person you can tell me Kane or Hoybier or Lloris no one is shouting getting that game by the scruff of the neck and you know oi lads what are we doing you know Sort yourselves out. Nothing, nothing. We just went through the motions. We decided we couldn't pass a football anymore. I, I saw Hoybier give it away um, twice in five seconds. Um, and just, yeah. And then Sanchez, look, he he's another one. He exudes anxiety, nervousness, and we're playing him on the left side. Longley has three yellow cards all season, including the one last night. What are the chances, really, of him getting another yellow? I'd say minimal. Yeah, I just don't he's, think you need. Don't think you need to change up the defence at that point no. of the game either. Or if you if you are going to, we're against ten men. Stick a midfielder on. Go forward mm. back. It just it was just look. It, it was a, a a complete demonstration by the bench and the players of Hey Everton, have a look at us. We are bricking it. It was so obvious. And if you're Dyche, a man who knows how to get the best out of players, the, 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 a man who knows how to kind of ram home anything that he sees as a, as a slight deficiency in the opposition, you know, he's on it. Mm. And it, it, was, it was coming. And all right, you can say it was a worldie at the end and, and whatever. Yeah. I mean, that, that, I think that's the problem with it, isn't it? Yeah, well, it just, it was just summed everything up. Just not on it, nowhere yeah. near the ball. And yet, look, I saw an argument that that's where Lucas Moura would have been roughly on the pitch if, if he'd have been on, but that doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You cover it. It's 10 v 10 still. You know, there's no, we're not, we're not short of a man. Um, I just, and we all, we all knew, we all knew, we all said it on the Patreon. We all, we all knew in our hearts. We just, we just not got, look, it's easy, easy thing to say, whatever. Got no balls, absolutely mm. no balls in that team anywhere. The thing about the Keane goal as well, it was an absolute ridiculous goal. You wouldn't expect to concede a goal like that, especially him scoring it. But it's just, it felt inevitable that we were going to concede. And that's just such a typical thing to happen to Spurs, a goal like that against us. Uh, but Paul, did you think Lloris could have maybe done something rather than just stand there? No, I, 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 Keane is never going to score a goal. He's never going to hit a ball like that ever again. Yeah. The, the fade and the swerve away from it. I mean, he, yeah, he could have got closed down a little bit, skips a little bit slow at getting out to him. But no, I, I don't think I don't think you can hold any blame at Lloris for that. Really, um, I think I think it probably starts 
as at, at point of impact, probably the centre of the goal, and it, it 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 swerves away viciously. And um, yeah, I mean it was travelling as well. So no, th- there's no blame at Larissa. there. The long lay sub was very very strange. Unless they've got data from the vest the briar is wearing from the GPS or, or something like that, or maybe he's carrying something. I don't know. Maybe yeah. he's gone into the red zone. Maybe because he did. He, he wasn't. I watched the game again this afternoon because um, I, I cut a verse three, so I stuck it on Spurs play. He wasn't on the ref radar. You know, he, he wasn't like he wasn't remonstrating. He, he he hadn't made like two or three silly fouls or anything like that. No. Seb's, Seb's absolutely right. You know, he, he was in no danger of getting sent off. Absolutely no danger at all. So it seemed very very strange, especially when you're trying to play after the back, like we just spoke about ten minutes ago, and you bring on Davison Sanchez, who is probably. Not, I'm putting this mildly. Not very good with a ball at his feet, so mm. that that absolutely makes no no sense. But it was inevitable. It did feel like that watching that last night. I was getting angry and angry and angry watching it, just like I did at Southampton. It's like, yeah, mm. they are going to score. They are going to score. They are going to yeah. score. And it, yeah, it was. You know, it, of course, you know, it's got to be a worldly aparte earlier on in the season. Scores an absolute screamer from probably the same kind of distance. First goal at Leicester, the game I was at, the away game, that was an absolute bullet. That's gone into the corner as well. That last night, it's... it's Traore for Wolves. Traore at Wolves, yeah. I'll tell you the other thing that was inevitable was as soon as that goal went in, started playing a bit. It, it's just... So for me... As we'll, we, you know, we'll loop around full circle now. Yeah, it's an instruction. It's coming See, from the side of the pitch. Sit back, what, please. Soak it up. That's what right. I was, that 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 was my ne- next point. Is that what happened? Isn't really that important, is it? When you think about it, it's why it happened. I always look at this like somebody can't squat. Everybody knows I, I train people. Somebody can't squat. Somebody can't do a push up, pull up, whatever. Okay, why can't they? Okay, so. The, yeah, you, you you look for the reasons why they can't do something. You look. So why did we stop playing after that? After we scored, who gave the instruction? It wouldn't have been Mason. I'm absolutely positive it wouldn't be Mason. So it's Stellini. Like Stellini just said, like, yeah, I'd I'd want a journo to say after that game last night. Like, why did you like with when you're a man in in the ascendancy? Okay, why did you make those subs and why did you instruct your team to sit back? Because no one on the pitch is going to make that is going to make that call. No. Absolutely no one. You've got a world class. You've got a world class like forward England captain. You've got a French captain. You've got a World Cup winner Romero. You've got Hoiberg, who's a, who's a national captain for a decent Danish outfit. No one is going to make a decision on on, on the sideline. So. Yeah, we, we can all see, like, we all saw what happened. Why did it happen? Why did Stellini make that? Is, is it an Italian thing? Is he just like Conte Light? Or does he really have his own ideas? Yeah, that's what I want to know is, like, why did the instruction go, right, lads, let's just hold 1-0 while we're one man up? Why not just put it to bed? Why not just, like, go for two or three? You know, I, I, I don't, I don't. I want to. I want to know those answers. I want to know why that happened, rather than I don't. I, yeah, we, we. As I said, I'm just repeating myself. We saw what happened, but why? That's that's the question we got to be asking. It's like, why did Stellini make that call at that time? Mm. Does that make sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, of course. And and that is the issue is that we're not good enough at doing it. A lot of teams will pull that tactic out and it will work perfectly well for them. But we know that the Spurs team is not capable of doing that. And I feel much more comfortable when we're not sat back on the edge of our area trying to soak up pressure. It's just, it always feels like a goal is coming. So, yeah, um, immensely disappointing. 
Now, where does that leave us? <clears throat> so, are we, are we going to talk about Lucas sending off? What's the point? <laughs> well, what's the point? What's, what's the, the point? point? He got Did sent you, off. He was I, I, on the pitch I, I, for six minutes. Why? Got sent why, off why? Stupidly. Why was he? Why was he so late? What, what, what's wrong with him? Yeah, and also, why is he on the field? Why is it not Dan Gemma? Well, yeah, I mean, you can you can argue why Lucas Moura was put on the left-hand side when he's rarely played in that position his entire career. Why Dan Juma, who does or is capable of playing on the left, wasn't put on. And we didn't get anything from Stellini. They asked him in the presser and he didn't really say anything, just gave the usual bollocks about how you know we're aware of Dan Juma and he's training well, there's no problem. Well, well why aren't you playing him then? Because I think throughout the game we were saying... This is this might be a decent game for Dan Jimmy to get on there yeah. because Sun was being completely ineffective. He's got pace, he's got trickery. And I know Lucas is quick, but it's just I just don't see why we're wasting our time with Lucas at the moment. I really don't. He's going at the end of the season. Mm. And <clears throat> that that t- that tackle was just I wouldn't say it was out, completely out of character because he is a bit clumsy at times, but he was just he just came in really fast and didn't and it was a millisecond thing, wasn't it? He's kind of explained that there was no malicious intent there, but it was just stupid. Um, I don't know why. Yeah, why do you want to talk about that, Paul? <laughs> I just yeah, because it was um, it was like a, a point in the game where like I thought you know it, it, it was worth talking about but obviously you boys don't so uh, well, moving moving, swift, moving swiftly on it was just the cherry on top of a pile of shit wasn't it really it was just <laughs> it's like right we've got to, we've got to defend now for 10 minutes we're probably going to let them come at us and now we're just going to make things even it up and get Lucas sent off it's just I don't know at that point it just felt even more inevitable they were going to equalise and lo and behold they did um, so anyway my question said where, where do we go where do we go from here? Because we're not going to get a new manager by the end of the season. Uh, it's all very tight. It's Newcastle are probably looking like favourites to get top four at the moment. And even though you've got Chelsea almost completely out of it, Liverpool don't win at the weekend, we then don't capitalise against Everton. It's just, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's it's crazy really because if, if we'd have um, not conceded two last-minute goals, um, we'd be comfortably in, in yeah. third spot. Yeah. Um, the quality is not good. I've said it all season, and I'm not. I'm talking about the entirety of the Premier League. Yeah. Um, there are eight teams that are shit. Let's be honest. Um, there's eight teams in the uh, in the Premier League that, if they were in the Championship and we swapped them for Championship teams, we wouldn't really notice the difference. That's firmly what I believe. We've got two teams who are showing consistency at the top and fair play to them, and then the rest is just a, a bit of a muddle. And you've got some decent performances and decent football from the likes of Brighton and Brentford and bigger teams really struggling. Um, as we're recording tonight, Chelsea and Liverpool are seeing out a nil-nil, nil-nil draw. Um, Brighton just beat Bournemouth 2-0. Yeah, Brighton. Brighton are on a on a roll and they're playing the some of the best fo- football in the league. Uh, and they've definitely got to be, be considered. I watched Newcastle against Man United. And again, at home, I think Newcastle are a very, very strong Opposition, I, I don't think we'll get top four. Um, I, I, we we just keep. It reminds me of a season a, few, a while back. I think we must have finished fifth or sixth. Then I, I can't think. Was it under Jose? I think it was when we ended up finishing sixth. And we kept having opportunities. Right, if we win this, yeah. then we'll go yeah. we'll go fourth. If we win this, we'll go we'll go third. And just not taking the opportunities. Last season, obviously, the difference was we took the opportunities in the main at this point in the season. And there's crap that Stellini come out with about this time last season, we had 
51 points or whatever. Now we've got 50, so we're in where we expected to be and all that. The football's dire. I mean, it's the worst I can remember for for a, a long time, and we've had four years of shit. Uh, but this is this is as bad as it as it's been. Um, we're in we're in an awful position as a club. We are an absolute embarrassment. Um, you know, we have uh, a chairman who I think does not understand football. I think we all we all agree on that. Whatever you think of in out, shake it all about. He doesn't understand football. We have a director of football who, uh, or had a director of football who might well end up in jail. Um, we have a, a star striker who could easily leave in the summer. Um, uh, we have uh, a, another striker who was the golden boot winner last season who literally couldn't hit a barn door at the moment, not even, not even close. Um, and we have currently more first team well we have the 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 maximum um amount of players on loan abroad that will probably need to be got rid of in the summer and before you've even thought about moving anyone out of the club who is here or is still here so they're like all oh, they hear about the sanchez and all that you've got to get rid of the ones who are already out on loan yeah we haven't got any more room so it's just an absolute mess. And Don't somehow, forget half the team are injured as well. So Half the team are injured. Somehow, we're still hanging on by some kind of dread. But I I, I, I can't see it. And I, I think it could get really nasty at Brighton. Uh, well, not at Brighton, at Spurs against Brighton. I think it could get nasty. There, there'll be people not, not going. I think you said, Franco, you're not going on, on, on Saturday. Um, I've read a lot of people saying, can't bother with this. Not doing, not doing a round trip, you know. A lot, of, obviously, from up here, I'm, I'm Northwest Spurs. A lot of the, lot of the boys are, are saying, uh, not, not doing that, not doing that on Saturday. Four, five hour, six hour round trip to go and watch that shit. Um, and I think it could get really nasty. We go a goal or two down before half time. Uh, I think it will get really nasty. And for me, it look, I'm, I'm never really been, um, against Levy, but. It's a real dereliction of duty, what he's done. That's how I see it. Well, if you, I think on. on the pod we've been saying for years, my, my stance has been, look, <laughs> he needs to do something in the next couple of seasons. Otherwise, it's all going to fall to pieces. And I feel like that's clearly the stage we're at now. Like the fan base has never been this unhappy and so many of them have been so unhappy. The, the dissenting voices of it's not as bad as it seems are growing fewer and fewer. I've got no... You know, no desire to stick up for this chairman or this club or anything at the moment. How can you? you? There's nothing to stick up for. There's no mitigating circumstances. Other teams this year are doing worse. You look, you've got Chelsea and Liverpool are on terrible form. This was an opportunity to get that top four and be. And we we just look awful. Everything's been awful, and there's been loads of bad decisions on and off the pitch. We, we we talked about this before. Um, we had quite an interesting chat about whether we're. Um, we're different to other fans in terms of what we expect on the pitch. And I really do think we are. I, tr- I firmly believe that if the football was decent but we and we were still getting the same results, we'd be all be a little bit happier. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily the results. You know, I think there's only two teams in the league who've won more games than us. Yeah, but, it, 
it, it's totally the, the feel-good factor that it's, is just completely yeah. lacking. I think we've been arguing this because obviously we've we have different opinions amongst the cheese room. Davo um, isn't a big Poch fan. And we were arguing this week that the one thing Poch brought that hasn't been there since is the feel-good factor. Like, you made a really good point as well, Seb. We were everybody's second team in that stage. We were a team that was easy to like. Every, and- you look at the media now, right? They hate us, yeah. right? We're, we're an embarrassment and they can they can drive the, you know, put, stick the knife in. You turn on Sky Sports, Neville and Carragher last night. They're loving it. We're shit and they can say it. You turn on Talk Sport, it's all about what's the, what's what's Livy doing now, and obviously we had our, our mate Dave phone up and um, get a lot of uh, lot of plaudits for basically saying we're shit. So, uh, um, uh, well, that's that's pretty much what paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, but we are we, we are we love it, and I'm, I'm you're right, and, and look, you're echoing what I said. You wind it back four or five years. We were every we were the media darlings, right? You've seen all the stats that come up on Sky Sports when they say under Pochettino, most shots, most goals, most goal attempts, leading scorer, most chances created, most dribbles, most least goals conceded, all that type of stuff. It was so easy to like us. We you know, move to Wembley, yeah, go on then, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll beat we'll beat Real Madrid at Wembley. We'll we'll beat Portland. <laughs> we'll, we'll, all those things. And Dave, uh, you know, you brought Dave up and others who for some reason, anti-Pochettino, and I will never understand why. Yes, I know it ended, didn't end great. It never ends great. That's why managers leave. <laughs> it never, never ends well. Um, is they're forgetting just how happy Tottenham made them. Really yeah. think back. When we used to, it, it's the first time in my lifetime that we'd go to Stamford Bridge and I wouldn't be worried. I'd just be really looking forward to the game. Right, we, we're in with a chance here. We, we do well. Yeah, Dick in United, 3-0. Dick in Real Madrid. Son running around David Luiz at Wembley, 3-1 three, three or 3-0, whatever it was. And just absolutely all over teams. Deli Alley. What? I will say it. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Look what's happened to the players that Pochettino had once mm. he stopped training them. The majority of them went to shit. He made players better. He brought young players through. That, he gave them the confidence to go out and be world beaters. World beaters. That's what he did. How can you not want that man back at the club? And this, again, loops round to the, for me, the dereliction of duty from Daniel Levy. He's there. He's available, as are others. And yet we have some random Italian bloke that none of us have got any affinity to at all, who is Conte, who stunk the place out, assistant, and we're letting him, we think, or Levy thinks, he is our best chance. That man, Christian Stellini, is our best chance of top four. Are you off your rocker? You are running a multi-billion pound club <laughs> and you think that him, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, it's not Stellini's fault. It's Daniel Levy. Why are you putting that man in that position when there are viable alternatives available right now yeah agreed right so we're on 49 minutes and even though i'm not editing because uh bren said he'll do it <laughs> i don't want to give him too much to do when he's just back from his uh from his trip let's just quickly talk about brighton at the weekend paul how confident are you um isaiah's done us some stats and, and some stuff cool. one thing he's written about mitoma which was really interesting um he's an exciting player seven goals three assists um 
he's apparently he wrote his university dissertation on dribbling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Um, Didn't know that. Yeah, no, no, he did. Yeah, he talks about like uh, like yeah, the percentages of like yeah, uh, clever dribbles and and stuff like this. Yeah, I must admit, I might I might actually log on to Google Scholar and try and get a copy of that to read. <laughs> That's how sad I am at the minute. But um, uh, bright, sorry, carry on your stats, and then I'll cut, I'll, I'll finish. Go. On. Well, you know, him and McAllister are basically their highest goal scorers, seven goals and eight goals between them mm-hmm. uh, and assist. And they've got some decent players, Casado as well. Um, They're all good. March They're has all... actually got seven goals and five assists. Solly March, Solly March at the moment is probably one of the informed players in the Premier League. Yeah, they're all contributing as well. Matoma, another player come on tonight and Cizo, who apparently was absolutely brilliant and, yeah. and finished the game with a goal. Um, and, you know, where, where they got him from. They just keep using them. Yeah, and the problem is, whilst I think and the form got this this win tonight will change it slightly. I think we we've both got similar form in the last five games, but it does feel like Brighton are sort of the ones that are edging up the table, whilst we're the ones that are sort of <laughs> just stagnating and, and going to slip down very soon, doesn't it's it? Just, they're just, I mean, it's all the things that we see week in week out, which, which are which are which are so wrong. Most like there's no movement off the ball, uh, there's no pretty kind of triangles. I mean, just there's no pass and move. I mean, this is what the club was built on. Post Second World War, like Rowe, Danny Blanchard, these people pass, move, pass, get, let the ball do the work for you. Yeah, we don't do any of that. Brighton do that. They're in for it in a minute. I'm, I'm, I'm scared for the weekend. Mm. I'm genuinely scared. I think, I think it's, it, it'll be done. Dust in the first twenty-five minutes, half an hour. Yeah, t- sixteen days ago, the players last night were publicly like humiliated by a winner of a manager. Whatever you think about winning. If you still got it or not, whatever. But they got if it, they got absolutely kind, of just like thrown under the bus on the motorway, and other coaches went over them as well. Not only that bus, right? So you think you're looking for some kind of um, looking for some kind of uh, response. First 16 minutes, yeah, there was a bit of a response. Then after that, we all know what happened. We've discussed it for the last 45 minutes. Okay, okay. These players, they are just not working. There's there's no running off the ball. There is no there. there there is no will or desire. There's no digging in or anything like all, all the things you expect a basic professional sportsman to do, the basic stuff, covering, working for the guy inside of you, working for the guy outside of you, make, you know, tr- trying to win a game. There's none of that. We saw that. I'm not expecting like Pochettino type of football after one game in charge from Stellini. I think that's got lost a bit as well. People working for like a massive kind of sea change. That was never going to happen, but we wanted mm. to do something different and that didn't happen last night. You know, one of the informed teams in Europe, which Brighton are, with like really exciting like coach, Deserbi is fantastic. You know, bringing his own ideas on top of Potter's kind of foundations. We're going to get done, Franco. We're, we're, and we're going to get done badly. And I worry as well that it'll get toxic as well because, you know, I don't want to sit there and, and, and listen to that because I love going to football. But yeah. it's going to be a hard watch. And I do believe we're going to get done quite badly. Three, maybe four nil. I'm sorry, and I try and find positives, and I know get the shit ripped out of me on Twitter, which I don't really care about. <laughs> but it's like I can't see, I can't see us bouncing back. I can't see this group of players among. I cannot see the grit or the determination for any of these guys to like put what happened 16 days ago, put what happened last night behind them, and go again against Brighton at the weekend. And I feel really, really bad saying that. I feel horrible saying that, but that's how I feel. Sorry, guys, if you, if you got this far, thank you so much. But I just can't see us doing anything at the weekend. 
I think you'll struggle to find many positive uh, Spurs fans at the moment, Paul. So I don't think you need to, you know, carry that torch. Don't worry about it, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> interestingly, because I decided I wasn't going to go at Spurs for the rest of the season. Uh, <laughs> sold oh, my man. Uh, I didn't get rid of them all. Put my Man United ticket, my Brighton ticket on the exchange. My Man United ticket went within 15 minutes. <laughs> I was like, oh, hello. So I'm crazy Man United fans are going to be sat next to uh, Adam <laughs> what normally sit next to um, but Brighton one still hasn't gone nobody's interested in going this weekend uh, even though it's a bank holiday but yeah it's going to be a difficult one there's no protest planned for this weekend I do see online that there's a protest uh, planned or a March stroke protest planned for the Palace game arranged by somebody completely different this time and this is the problem if, if they're going to make this thing work everyone needs to work together so there's a website now. There's a, there's a website. If you, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to give them a platform, but there's a website now that <laughs> it, it talks about like you know what we, what we can and can't do. Change for Tottenham, I think, is the march. Change for oh, Tottenham. Okay. So right. look it up go. on Twitter if you're interested in, in doing that. There you go. People can't moan that we don't you know try and help out these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think one of the reasons why your ticket might not have sold, Franco, because I was going to go this weekend. Yeah. Some clever fuckers closed the line between Milton Keynes and London. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Easter Saturday. I, uh, I mean, that's uh, completely off topic, but what a fucking stupid decision that is. So I, I couldn't get down. Otherwise, I probably would have had it off you. But yeah, there you go. Right. Um, I think that'll do. Brenda did threaten to join us, but he hasn't, sadly. Uh, there we Where's go. he been? Where's he been? Sao Paulo, hasn't he? Oh, right. oh yeah, yeah, that, he, yeah, Sao Paulo. He's been putting up pictures of his sandwiches, isn't he? Trump. Sending us pictures of his meat. <laughs> <laughs> Take that as you will. Right, uh, don't forget the uh, YouTube game. We'll be back on Friday with a preview of the Brighton game. We'll be back on Saturday night reviewing Brighton. Oh, God. I just want to end the season now. That can be the name for this pod. Um, and yeah, and then obviously the YouTube game will be back on the Monday after doing a review of that weekend. So look out for that. Right, uh, Paul, cheers for joining, mates. Yeah, sorry I've not been a bit more upbeat, but um, yeah, it, we're recording this 24 hours later, which um, is probably... <laughs> no happier. No happier, <laughs> no exactly, happier. yeah. Um, they say dark, darkest periods, then obviously, you know, the, the, the lighter periods come straight after dark or whatever, whatever the fucking saying is, but... Um, I want to say keep the faith and all that, but I, I can't because I just I just be like it would just be like I'd be like a politician saying you know get behind us and I just yeah. But thank you for listening and thank you for having me on, Franco. Thank you. Nice one, Seb. Cheers for joining. And Paul's right. Is it's, the worst thing at the moment though as well is that we're fourth and we feel like we're getting relegated. <laughs> <laughs> but cheers yeah. for joining and chatting about it. No, much appreciated. To you know, it's nice to have a have, have the platform. Don't give me grief on Twitter, everyone. Not that I go on it much, uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, onwards and maybe upwards, or at least the same level. Fingers crossed. <laughs> right. Until next time, she said. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.